Welcome to episode two of Fantastic Escapades with Krista and Melody. And today we are going to talk about relationships. Oh, good God. Relationships. How difficult can they be and how wondrous at the same time? <laughs> I think a little, little bit of both, a lot of bit of both, whatever, right? We've we've had a couple. I've been married twice. How many times have you been married? Four. Four. <laughs> Well, you know, it kind of takes a while to practice and and get it right. So, and we've we've been married to our share of jackasses. Well, yeah, I mean, we, let's just let's be honest. We are not perfect ourselves, but um, finding the right mate can be difficult. And you know, as as a friend of mine, actually, my husband says that you know people put out on their um, their best behavior for the first while like they they put out the best version of themselves while they're dating and then once you're in hook line and sinker is when the real person comes out and you see all the warts and all shall we say you know absolutely and that's what i always tell women is if they're on a dating app or in the initial stages of dating somebody and they're putting a piss poor effort in it's not going to get better no right so yeah you're right in the beginning everybody's trying their hardest to be the best person they can be and then you know as you get to know them and not that they turn into bad people but just as you get to know them you know you see the deeper layers and sometimes they're not as fantastic as the first layers do you think though that um Maybe I don't think me personally, I put on, I'm somebody else. I'm pretty much, I think you, what you see is what you get. Me too. Right. Yeah. But it's, it seems like others. And I don't know if it's maybe, is it more males that are not showing them true selves or is it both men and women? So Recently, I have a friend and, you know, she knew this guy for 20 years, casually, right? They worked with each other, um, not directly, but in the same field and multiple functions, you know, throughout the year. And, you know, they always thought they were nice looking and, you know, they seemed like fun. And so eventually, one at one point, you know, 30 years later into their lives, they they both become available and they start dating and they're having fun and they, you know, have this whirlwind romance and decide to get married. And I think two months into the marriage, she said she saw a side of him. She didn't know existed. And at that point, she's like, maybe this was a mistake. Like maybe he's not the guy for me. And because he was angry and jealous and controlling. And the guy she saw and knew for 30 years was fun, loving, loved to party, you know, likes to go golfing, likes to go out for wine tastings, nice dinners, dresses, nice, pretty fit. But right after they got married is all of a sudden it's like, I'm in, I'm good. I think I'm going to give up now. And I'm going to show you the real me. <laughs> and it wasn't pretty. 
Well, and that's that's the trick, right? I mean, you know somebody as a friend, but people can be radically different in relationships than they are with a friend, right? If you're with a friend, there's nothing to be jealous about because they're just your friend. There is no connection or romantic connection or whatever. And then maybe when you know, you're together as a couple, all of a sudden you realize maybe that's a good argument, though, for a long courtship. Well, I I think so. But I mean, you got to think about the age. Okay, so sure. When you're in your 20s and your 30s, you're okay with a long courtship. The older you get, the less time you think you have. And so you're like, I I really need to get in on this. I, I, you know, like maybe... You know, this, it seems like it's a good idea. We seem like we fit. Let's go for it. I mean, you know, I'm however old. I would know if this guy's a dud. Right. But I mean, I'm talking more of a year courtship because you know what? Now she has um, had the whirlwind romance and got married and now is heading down the road to divorce. So how much time has she wasted doing that? Right. Like that sets her even further back when you're better off sort of, you know, or, or maybe the answer is like Billy is to not get married at all and just live together forever so that it's easier to exit. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I am a big proponent of of marriage at 56 years old. I do not like saying I have a boyfriend because I feel like I'm in high school. Yeah, but you don't have to say that either. I think yeah, if you, I, like, if I, I have a partner, and I mean, yeah, most people. If I, say if I have a partner, I have to qualify it with it that it's a man because people automatically assume that I'm gay and I have a, a female partner. Not that there's any. Oh, good lord! It's 2023. It's none of their business who your partner is. All you got to say is I have a partner, oh. and then if they say, okay, what are they like? Well, he works here and he does this and whatever. But I mean, I mean, seriously, saying you have a partner, I, I mean. Look at um, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Never got married. Still really? together. Right? I love them. They're so cute. She's so cute. Although right? Plastic I mean, surgery, not as cute, but. Well, maybe. How many people are together and never got married? Maybe because they didn't get married, they're still together. Yeah, maybe. They knew that, you know what? I can leave at any time without a huge hassle extricating yourself yeah yeah i suppose i mean i don't know i'm i guess i'm the eternal romantic or optimist and i want i want the wedding and the commitment and all of this stuff and it just seems like you know if you don't want to get married you've always got one foot out of the door just in case it doesn't work out and it's kind of pessimistic you're looking at it from uh a negative standpoint. Think about it from the positive standpoint is, is that guess what? You have found someone that you enjoy, that you you travel with, you love to cook with, you get along and you're cohabitating and it's really nice. You have your cottage you go to. I mean, you have what I can't tell you how many women in our age group are looking for. Oh, it's true. Find. So having that little piece of paper doesn't really, you know, really, do you really want to push for that? I don't think so. I'm be happy where you are. 
It galls me, though, that his douchebag ex-wife was good enough to marry because he wanted to keep her happy and was afraid she was going to leave. And I don't rank up there with that. I don't think that's I don't think that's where it is. I think maybe he feels more comfortable with you. And hopefully you would understand, especially being a world traveler, that, you know what, the piece of paper is not all that what it's cracked up to be. Okay, so did I tell you about the time we were talking about the French immigration laws? Yes. And I said, you know, I said, I think because we're planning to retire in France, I said, I think it will be okay from everything I read. It's not that it's not that difficult to apply for residency and get it. And he said, well, from what I read, it would be easier if we were married, but we're not. So that's going to cause some problems. And I'm like, (laughs) we could fix that. (laughs) Right. We could fix that. When the time comes, but the time is not here yet. So when the time comes, I'm sure you'll get your ring. It might come out of some machine, but you'll get it. I'm getting excited for my socks for my birthday. (laughs) Did I ever tell you about the time many, 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 many years ago with my first husband and he didn't have any money. And so... He shall, shall not be named. So Could be it's, it's Christmas and I had been doing a lot of modeling and the designer who was a friend of mine um, had been making these beautiful gowns. And I was like, you know, I'd love to have this gown for Christmas. I'd also like, I'd been looking at this ring for a year Every time I go by the shop, I'd look at it and try it on. I'm like, oh, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. And I was thinking, you know what? Maybe he'll get it for me for Christmas. Maybe he put it on layaway because back then you had layaway, right? Hundred bucks layaway for a year. And uh, Christmas comes, and I'm sitting there ready to open up my presents, and I see this little box. I'm like, oh my god, he bought the ring. He bought the ring. I open up the little box. You know what was in it? But you know one of those keychains that has two rings on it and you can push them together and pull them apart so you can separate the key rings so you have like two separate key rings? Yeah. It was one of those. Get the fuck out of here. It was a key ring. <laughs> that's that's a love actually moment. A key ring? Oh I mean, and then he bought me one of the gowns, not the one that I wanted, the oh, one that he chose for me. I was like, damn. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time I wanted for Christmas? All I wanted for Christmas was a box of those nice wine glasses from Costco that were 16 bucks for the big six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight of the big ones. And I told Nigel. Nigel is my second husband who's an alcoholic and a dipshit. Um, but very charming in his own way. Um, anyways, I told him all I want for Christmas are these wine glasses from Costco right? 16 bucks. Yeah. So Christmas comes, I open my box and here are these wine glasses that are, in my opinion, fugly. They've got a smaller goblet, a very long stem, and the stem is painted like rainbow stripes. And I'm like, oh. And I said, because, you know, with him, I was more brazen than normally I would be. I said, how come you didn't get the ones from Costco that I asked for? And he said, oh, well, I fancy these. 
And I'm like, but I didn't, but I didn't. And you don't even drink because you're an alcoholic. So, what the fuck? right? And it's like, oh man. So, I, I, I mean, I think men are not good gift givers in general. Some men are amazing. Yes. But some men, and, and like Billy, he puts so much thought into the things he buys me, you know, and, and he will sometimes tell me his train of thought for buying it. And I, I think it's adorable because he and his wife, honest to God, he and his wife used to wrap up toiletries and give them to each other for Christmas. You mean stocking stuffers? Yeah. But like, you know, the shampoo that you use every day, that's what would be their present or whatever. Oh. I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's not the way I was, was brought up. My mom was, my mom was one of these women who just went all out at every occasion and everything was, was unique and interesting and thoughtful. And so I always try to be that person. And, you know, it's, it's an impossible standard that I should never hold anybody else up to, but I'm teaching my girls. They're, they really try and do that. And they say, mom, we really appreciate everything you give us. Cause I told them a long time ago, don't give me a list. I'm not shopping from a list for you. Right. So, so they like all the different things and I find, you know, odd and interesting things. And I find odd and interesting things on Amazon too. And then I don't, don't even have to leave my house and they show up on my doorstep. Oh my gosh. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, it comes back to the thing that i said so much is that men really are from Mars and women really are from Venus and we need a translator, right? Because there's a certain amount of stuff. There's a certain amount of stuff in relationships that happen because one person or the other just does not good things. And then there's a certain amount of, of situations that are um, open for interpretation and are interpreted completely differently by one partner than the other. So yeah, God. But you have to you have to decide what's important to you, right? Like, is getting that gown for Christmas important to you, or is? And I'm not I'm using that as an example, but I know what that relationship was like. But or is it important that your man cherishes you and respects you and makes you feel special every day, even if it's just by buying you socks? Oh, well, you know that, you know that, of course, I'd much rather have, you know, the love and cherish. Right. But you know, there are certain women who the material things are the most important thing, right? They stand up and demand this, that, or the other thing, and they get it. And it baffles me how many men mm-hmm. will bust themselves for a shitty woman. Well, what did they say? They said the the meaner you are, the nicer they are to you. I mean, I've 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 told Riley that my oldest daughter. I say, you know, we're only gonna be shitty to guys sometimes to get them to really bust themselves for you. And I mean, Billy's a perfect example of that. His wife was yeah. Fifty Shades of douchebag, and she was never nice to him, and he busted himself right he took her always took her to sandals resorts and you know built a house to make her happy and asked her to marry him and got married to make her happy and bought her the the fancy genesis fifty thousand dollar car i've always bought my own fucking cars thank you 
Anyways, but, you know, he busted himself to make her happy and nothing he did made her happy. And she didn't realize how lucky she was to have a man who would try so hard in a relationship, right? Because so many guys don't try. Yeah, but I mean, you're, I mean, you got to think about who you're talking about, too. I think you're missing the um, aspects of Billy's life that would have made Billy want to please her more than anybody else. Absolutely. I mean, it does your, your past experiences, your family experiences, all of that play into it. Right. And if you've had sort of a lack of love in your life, then you're chasing that love all the time. Right. Exactly. Trying to be the center of somebody's universe because you never, ever have been. And other people like you and I take it for granted because we are always the center of our parents' universe. Right. Yes. But I mean, well, but you know what I mean? I mean, our parents loved us like I was never the center. My mother was the center of her own universe, but but my mother loved me. Right. And she provided for me. She took care of me and she protected me. And and not everybody has that. And so that seeps into relationships later in life, which is why it's always been really important to me to give my kids an example of a good relationship. You know, that was part of the impetus when Brian and I split up. I said, you know what? I don't want my kids growing up thinking this is an okay relationship because it's not. And Nigel, for all his thought, faults and dipshittedness, mm-hmm. he and I had a good relationship. We loved each other. And, you know, he had fatal flaws, I guess, that none of us really were prepared to live with and that was what happened but i mean for the most part we loved and respected each other we worked together as a team and we were affectionate and we were happy and you know that was that was a good thing and my girls saw that as an example now they see that as an example with billy and i when you have kids you've got to take into account how you're breaking them for future life right Mm -hmm. so that's hard though you think it you're is. doing the right thing and it's like getting a divorce. You think it's the right thing for everybody. It'd be better if the kids didn't have, you know, parents at each other's throats, but the kids will say, oh, we kind of would have rather had you at each other's throats and stay together. But at the same time, when they age, like, yeah, no, we no, Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a double-edged sword every single time. It's the idealism of a child. I want both my parents with me, right? I want to, I want to have dinner with both my parents every night and celebrate my, my events and whatever. And, you know, when Brian and I split up, we very much did everything together for a long time. Like he would come over at Christmas and, you know, we'd have Christmas morning together and we'd have dinners together. And because we got along and we were able to do that and it was fine. And I think that made a huge difference for the kids, but you know, JJ grows up, he doesn't remember ever having Brian and I together. Oh, really? Yep. He doesn't remember any of it because he was 18 months when we split up. Oh, so, I mean, I feel kind of badly for that. He wears it like a badge of honor sometimes. Oh, poor me. Look at me. <laughs> then we all laugh at him and move on. But <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize. I suppose, right? Yep. Yep. And Paris remembers a little of it. And Riley remembers a fair bit. But Riley remembers arguing too, right? Does she? Yeah. So that's not the type of thing you really want them exposed to long term. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's hard. Relationships are hard. And, and knowing when to pull the plug is also really hard. You know, Billy, as an example, again, he stayed way too long. And he would say that, too, before he pulled the plug. And with Brian, I don't think I pulled it too early, but I absolutely, as soon as I found out he was still, you know, seeing his girl, I said, that's it. I'm done. See you later. And that was the end of it. Mm. You know, so it's hard to know. Every relationship is so different. They are. You can't, you can't paint anything with one brush. It's all nuances and different and because of personalities right like there's it's like when you go through life and you can take a a turn at any whatever but the personalities make the choices for the turns different and the things the branches from there turn differently right you got to think though in the 40s and the 50s nobody got divorced i know you stuck it out you were no matter what you were not getting a divorce like so so here's i mean women didn't have a lot a lot of women didn't have jobs so they couldn't get a divorce right in the the 40s and 50s do you think relationships were the same as they are now do you think you really deeply knew somebody i mean when i look back at those times i feel like the relationships even a marriage when you know a couple was together for years were more formal you know you didn't you didn't show your true self to your partner really very much at all you didn't openly communicate about thoughts and feelings and stuff you kind of I don't know maybe I'm wrong I don't know I think I think you'd have to talk to people who lived in that time who were married in that time because I think there are those that were you know like Beaver Cleaver and the family on TV and then there were those that are like I don't know I can't even think of a of a show where the family was a little more loosey-goosey you know I mean, the Waltons, they talked about everything. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. Brady Bunch. Yeah, they were a little more, but that was like 70s, right? Yeah, that was different. I don't know. I don't remember any loosey-goosey families from like TVs and movies from the 60s or 50s. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I suppose it's, it's like everything. There were some that were um very much buttoned down and more formal and there were some that were really open and and carefree yeah man you know what wouldn't i love to wear one of those long skirts and a pair of pumps every day i mean i could i could live with that lifestyle i just keep thinking about my new friend and her relationship and how it's gone sideways and how it's already turning into a nasty battle. How long have they been married? Just two and a half years. Oh, Jesus. And you did a bait and switch. Well, it's just, I mean, so that's where I was going with the back in the forties and the fifties, you would have sucked it up. Um, you, he can be an asshole. Mm -hmm. He can be very, um, he's jealous. Yeah. Of her talking to anyone, but that doesn't mean he's, he hasn't been abusive. 
he's been verbally abusive, um, berating and, you know, just saying nasty stuff. But usually I think it's after they've had drinks Mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to say that she should stay with him, but I think it could be something that had she really wanted to, they could talk about it. They could get counseling and maybe he could overcome his failings in that department. Yeah, it's possible. He's like 60 something. So he comes from a different generation a little bit. And the gender roles were so different back then too, Melody, right? Like, I mean, you say that you'd sort of suck it up and take it, but they're also, you know, the woman's place was very much in the home taking care of, of family or whatever. And so it's different now because the woman has more independence and I, I want to say more backbone because they do their own thing and they work outside the home and they have their own careers. And so being controlled or belittled or manipulated by a man is for a modern woman, so much more disgraceful. Whereas back then, you know, you were raised to believe that the man was the center of the home and the family and you kowtowed to him regardless. So yeah, you did kind of suck it up because maybe that was what you thought relationships were about. Well, I just, I just wonder if we've gone too far in one way that we don't try harder in relationships that if it's not working, eh, I'm out. Do you know what I mean? I agree. I agree. hundred percent. Back, you know, 60 years ago you would have tried to work through your and they did they might have hated each other in the first couple years but they found a way to become friends and raise their kids and and then they became you know what I mean like people talk about yeah you know it wasn't easy in the beginning we're two different people there was no sex I mean a lot of them didn't have sex before marriage right they they did together for sure they got married and then they be had to figure it, figure it all out. And so they, and I'm not taking every relationship. I'm just saying that I think sometimes now I think people don't try at all. Oh, I agree. I think that they're so quick to, it's, it's our disposable generation yeah. you know, that, oh, this doesn't work. I'm going to move on. It's no big deal. I agree. I mean, there's no commitment to to working things out and trying to sort it out. And I I wonder if that means that the deep abiding love is not there in the first place, right? Because I'm telling you, if something went wrong between Billy and I, I would fight to figure it out because I love him and I don't want to be without him, right? I'm not going to, the first sign of trouble, run away. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there are certain things, right? If he ever hit me or something like that, then that would be. Oh, absolutely. But I'm just saying people have just given up. Like, I feel like this relationship, it wasn't given a chance. Yeah. And And that, and I, and I have to be honest and think that maybe because they see that the grass may be greener on the other side. Well, it could be. It could be. Oh, you're not there yet. You're, when are you leaving? For France? Yeah. October 6th. Okay. But I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. There's so much anger. Yeah. Hatred now 
for somebody that you supposedly loved not that long ago. And so you wonder, well, like I said, you wonder if the love was actually there. And then you look at other people like Jimmy and Odile, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Jimmy just yesterday said I should have married him, not Nigel or whoever. And I'm like, whatever. Hey, but, what you know, he's he's got a wife who's a little older than him and she's ailing. Yeah, he's, he's her caregiver. That's a lot of work, right? He's not oh. packing it in or shipping her off or walking away. He is, and by all accounts, you know, he's he's devoted to her and taking care of her. He is. He's tired though, right? Oh, he is so tired. It yeah. doesn't end for him. He's on duty. Yeah, nonstop when he's at home. Yeah, he is tired. I know. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's that, that's commitment, but then he's European and maybe in Europe, they're a little more traditional with the commitment and the, you know, appreciating putting the work into it. It's French. They love their sake. I said, it's okay. Oh yeah. No, I know. He, he, right? he have a hide, side hustle and heartbeat. Right. Have a side hustle and everybody's okay with it. Don't bring it home. Don't, don't bring it around to like my friend's place, but if you want to have it, go right ahead. Like, like emily in paris right she and her husband oh no what's the name celeste no odile cecile what's her name oh that's what they called me who called me that you you a side piece oh they called me the the boss from the business Um, i don't know what's her name Oh, 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 oh yeah i'm trying to remember celeste no um I forget. Anyhow, it doesn't matter. But yeah, she had her sanka set and he had his sanka set. And, uh, you know, they but were she living- still loved him when they got divorced. She was really sad about that, right? She yeah. was, they were doing it for a reason. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, she was sad because she really did love him. So she was able to love him while having, you know, the side piece, which just blows Sylvie. That's it blows my mind because i i couldn't live with that she was devastated yeah right yeah didn't he trade her in for a younger model the husband oh the boyfriend did he trade her in oh the uh, perfume owner guy yeah yeah i can't remember what happened he had younger ones she hated it when when he had younger ones but all i know i know right yeah but she was oh. younger once. That's the problem. Yeah, it's true. And then she had a younger man. They always want to upgrade <laughs> or downgrade. How do you want to put it? Always. The good quality guys don't want to upgrade. The good quality guys appreciate what they have and the fantastic person who they have grown and built a relationship with. Right. Cause I tell yeah. you, I mean, I love Billy. I don't want to leave him or anything to happen because I love him, but I also don't want to start again. Oh God! Good Lord! A whole courting and getting to know somebody and and having sex with somebody else. I'm telling you, I have no desire for that at all. Like, (laughs) and I'm a big proponent of not being single, obviously, because I'm a dating coach. But, um, you know, it's it's effort to create a new relationship and start with somebody new, and it's worth it. I mean, in the end, when you 
find somebody who you love and you have an amazing relationship, it's worth it. But the thought of it is a little bit daunting in the beginning, right? Mm. Oh gosh. Yeah, I know. I can't even, I mean, I, I mean, I'd know where to start, but I have no desire. No. Like, I think I'd prefer to live as they do in France. <laughs> we have our home. You, I'll have my sank cassette. You'll have your sank cassette. And we'll have our lovely vacations, our lovely home, you know. Your own thing, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I could start a new relationship. If somebody said to me, okay, here's this person. And once you get to know him, I guarantee you he will be your life partner. That would be fine. It's rifling through all the inappropriate options and meeting the jackasses who say crazy things. Um, Paris told me the other day, this mm-hmm. boy that she was dating, I don't know if I told you about him, that she was dating in the spring, um, who he didn't break her heart. He was, a, he, she didn't really like him to begin with. This is a 20 year old brain, right? She didn't mm-hmm. really like him to begin with, but she was so heartbroken when they, ended their romance because she was coming home for the summer and he goes to school in Montreal. So essentially there was no future for them. It was just a little spring fling. And she was so upset. She told me yesterday, she said, you know, Anton, when I told him that all of you guys ride motorcycles, Anton said that he thought that was kind of a low class thing. You know, I mean, Tell Anton I went to a private school and grew up with a silver spoon in my mouth and go fuck yourself, right? So Maris just posted on Facebook. There's literally women out there with college degrees crying over some dude that barely passed his birth certificate. (laughs) Is she talking about her husband? I don't think so. Could be. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I want to say that. But you know, it's it's I, the same thing with with Paris, right? It's like Paris, you didn't really like this guy. He was a bit of a jack wagon. Why are you so torn up about him? You're smarter than that. You deserve better than that. And he had a concussion, right? So he had he had multiple concussions. So he may have had his brain was affecting him in negative ways. And she understands that, but but that's not her issue to fix. And you know, if he's an idiot, he's an idiot and doesn't treat her very nicely, then she should move on. And I can't imagine why she's spilling even one tear over this boy. But, you know. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how I find young. I, I mean, when we were young, yeah, you had a boyfriend, you broke up, you got a new boyfriend, you broke up. But I mean, you were devastated for your little bit of time, you know. Oh my god, I broke up with Johnny or whatever. Yeah. They break up. And it's like you'd swear they'd been married for 50 years. They're like, it's this epic breakup. I was like, you dated her for a month. Yeah, but like, why don't they want me? Because she doesn't know what she wants. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like she's 25 years old. She's a bartender. She used to be a stripper. And you dated for a month. Yeah, but she, she, you know, she said, she said, uh, she doesn't want to see me anymore, really. I'm like, okay, well, move on. Yeah, but why? <laughs> like, who knows why? But it was, is, you don't know that person. This is something you need to learn, though, at any stage in life. 
although, you know, the younger ones are certainly more dramatic about these days. But you need to understand is that when somebody breaks up with you, it's not about you. I mean, when I broke up with Nigel, he was an alcoholic that it was about him. But that's obvious. And he knows that. But you know, if somebody's moving on to someone else, or, or, you know, whatever, it's not because you're a bad person. It's because they have some sort of it's just it's not always about you no people and have it's hard to teach people that it's not always about you yeah it's hard to teach people that because because people don't understand you know when when i talk to women and they're so upset because some guy has ghosted them well yeah. you know what you were talking to them for a month and then all of a sudden he ghosts you and he's too chicken shit to send you a text and say hey listen you know I was talking to a couple different girls at the same time and I've decided to pursue something with one of them. It was nice knowing you, or I just don't think we have the chemistry. It was really nice knowing you. Best of luck. Right. That's him being lazy and, and, you know, unaccountable and just. Yeah, but it doesn't insensitive, right? That's not the person's fault. That is the guy who's ghosting's fault or the girl who's ghosting whoever. Right. Right. But, but they think it on like, oh my God, they're, you know, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. They're an asshole. Get over like, it. I just need closure. You need closure after texting someone for a month? Jesus this Christ, is- how are you going to manage your life? <laughs> <laughs> this is my point. This right? is my point. People have to take a step back and recognize that relationships are hard. They take work. Yep. Not everybody is perfect and expecting you're going to find the perfect guy is I guess sometimes a fairy tale because no one is perfect. Everybody has flaws. No, you need something that annoys you about them, but there are people out there. There's someone for everyone, but it's work and It's work for both people in the relationship. Yeah. It's not going to work if only one person's putting the effort into it, right? I don't know how many women I know that are still single because they're waiting to be swept off their feet by Prince Charming, wined and dined and catered to. And I always told them, I said, you know, (laughs) guys are guys. And their knuckles drag oh i wasn't gonna say that she's right they're they're knuckle draggers men a lot of them right you know grab them by the hair drag them home throw a a a deer on the fire and away we go it's it's no matter what year it is men have been born and raised to have their partner look after them to a certain extent. And so the role is like, you look after your man or you look after your woman or you look after your partner. It's looking after the other person. And when somebody is always expecting themselves to be looked after, then the other person is is left hanging. So I think it's a like going back to it, whether it's male or female, whatever, you have to look after each other. You can't have one person always expecting to be 
you know, cater to. Right. Um, it's a give and take, but it's yeah. also a masculine feminine energy thing, right? Like the feminine energy is a receiving energy. And that's what these women are thinking. They want to receive men, giving them compliments and taking them out and buying them gifts. And the masculine energy is very much the doing energy, right? So they, in proper energy, they'll be the ones initiating the dates and making the plans. But then 2023 but hold on then but then men are like that and women are like oh my god he's taking over and he's taking charge and so you have to have a little give and take so a woman cannot say I want to sit back and be waited on and taken care of and then be critical of a man who's in the masculine energy right so it's a give and take and women get so upset like my kids will say to me, mom, you know, you don't have to do everything in the kitchen just because you're a woman. It's like, I do everything in my kitchen, in the kitchen, because I like to cook and I like to cook for Billy and I like to prepare nice meals. I am not feeling taken advantage of. I am not feeling trod upon. I am doing what I like to do. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing at all wrong with that. And the same as there's nothing wrong with wanting to look nice for your partner, but people will give you grief about that too. Look nice for yourself. Don't worry about your partner. It's like, well, I want to look nice for my partner, right? I know. You cater to your husband too much. I like to cater to my husband. I like to do things for him. Exactly. And by the way, I'm not going to take out the garbage, mow the lawn or shovel the snow. Because that's Fair. a good job, the trifecta of men's things. But you know what I always used to say, and I've noticed this so many times, and tell me how many times you've seen this, is a woman, man and a woman split up, mm-hmm. and the woman gets her hair done and has a makeover and loses a ton of weight and says, you know, revenge, I'm looking fabulous, and look at me, I'm going to go on and live my best life without you. And you think, well, maybe if you put that much effort in with your partner, things might've been different, right? I mean, you get into into your own self. Well, all the time. Exactly. Right. You get into a relationship and you let yourself go. Says me, who's packing on 20 extra pounds right now, but um, you know, you let yourself go. You stop trying to take care of yourself. You stop doing these things. You stop, wanting to look good and what message does that that send that sends i've given up and i don't care and you can expect the same thing in return yeah well i mean you know you need to you need to work on yourself as well for yourself though too right we, let's be honest you need to work on yourself for yourself not just for sure because the you working on yourself is more attractive right yeah well you 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 bring in what you put out right so if you if you put out self-confidence and self-assurance and you take care of yourself then you're going to draw somebody in that does the same thing that they're self-confident and assured and they take care of themselves because we want our partners to take care of themselves too right we want them to take pride in their appearance and trim their toenails and cut their hair and cut their nose hair right I want them to, I want him to take pride in himself, which he does because he'll live longer. <laughs> well, exactly. Being healthy. It's not just the superficial stuff for sure. It's the healthy and the, that, I mean, Billy is, Billy has diabetes and he's very careful about what he eats and drinks and, 
and it's funny, he talks to people, he knows people at work who have diabetes and they'll have, um, you know, a chocolate bar and a can of pop for lunch. And they complain that they feel like shit all the time. Well, geez, yeah. why do you feel like shit? You well, know? Any part of our pop. Any part of this right so we'll we'll get into another uh episode talking about eating habits and physical fitness and and how everyone who complains about how they feel about their body and will do nothing absolutely nothing i mean absolutely nothing yeah, and, and and then when you mention that you're trying to get in better shape, they're like, "Why would you even bother? You're fit." Like, well, you know, everybody's fit level's a little different. And, yeah, and um, we're, the, we're our own harshest critics. Although apparently some people do not criticize themselves at all, which is great. But you know, we have you're right certain standards that we want to hold ourselves up to. So. Yeah, the health and wellness, that's a good a good topic for our next. Well, you know, healthy body, healthy mind, healthy attitude. You know, healthy business, healthy everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, so what have we solved today? Relationships are difficult. Relationships are difficult, but you have to work on your relationship in order for your relationship to be successful. And both parties have to put the effort in. There. And not give up too easily, right? If you if you oh. have a relationship and you love your partner, then you try and work through the difficulties. But obviously, sometimes if it just stuff goes on and on, then eventually you have to pull the plug. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this puppy up now. And mm-hmm. we'll... Um, We'll come back at it with our next episode. Maybe we'll talk about health and wellness in our next episode. But we're definitely starting with champagne next time. Okay, we'll start with champagne, um, virtual champagne for all our listeners. But you and I will have the real stuff. <clears throat> we are probably going to have to record some when I'm in France, which will be, um, I'll be with Billy. So I will be more or less sober the whole week, as opposed to when I'm with you, when I'm more or less drunk for the whole week. But you see it like it's a bad thing. Oh, it's not a bad thing at all. I'll tell you, I I opened a bottle of wine yesterday at Côte de Bon Village. Yeah. My French onion soup, because I made French onion soup for dinner. And that bottle is sitting here on the counter. And I've looked at it four times this morning going, I'm not going to start drinking (laughs) 10 o'clock in the morning. And I haven't done that. I mean, I work from home. I never, ever do that. I don't turn the TV on either. I'm I'm, When I'm here, I'm working, um, which is great. But every once in a while, you know what, it calls you and it's like, oh, I could have that, right? So tomorrow we're, or we're go- tonight we're going to the cottage. So yeah. tomorrow morning, maybe a champagne and orange juice morning. We've already had champagne and orange juice with Kier and berries and biscotti in the hot tub today. Yeah, well, you live the dream life. Some of us moral, like normal people <laughs> are just, you know, feeling our way through. We are not yeah. the princess that you are, my friend. Oh, please, please. Now I have to do laundry and dishes and homework. There you and, go. And ride my bike. Oh, you're riding your bike? Good for you. Yeah. Like going out or? Yeah. Like well, just getting back on the trainer to start. 
Oh, you have like a, is it your bike on a? Yep, it is. Okay. Cool. Yeah. A couple bikes, so. Excellent. All right. Well, until next time. Until next time, my friend, we will talk to you later. And everybody, remember, embrace yourself so someone else can too. Have a great day and a fantastic week. Love you.